Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame study abroad podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley Herford, and today I will be joined by Crystal DiBiazzi, who studied abroad in Pueblo, Mexico in the fall of 2021. So, Crystal, to begin, um, do you want to give us like a brief Notre Dame introduction, just college, major, dorm, hometown, and then special to Beyond Study Abroad, your program that you studied abroad in? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Crystal. I'm studying neuroscience and Latino studies in the College of Arts and Letters. Um, and I'm also on the pre-med track. And I'm from Kenosha, Wisconsin, but I'm currently living in PE, which has been great. Go Pyros. Um, and I studied abroad last fall in Puebla, Mexico. Awesome. Also, for everyone listening, we have had episodes about the Puebla program before, so definitely go check those out. Um, but for other information about that program, but for now, Crystal, um, can you tell me about any research or internship or any clinical work you did? Because I know that's huge for that program. Yeah, no, it's great. In the fall, they have a really great um, medical internship program. Um, so through that program, I got to shadow doctors during rotations at um, the Upayap Clinic. Upayap was where we went to school in Puebla, Mexico, um, as well as the physical therapy, the like physical therapy clinic that they had, um, as well as the they had a little emergency room clinic inside of the school. Um, so those three areas we shadowed each week. Um, and then we also participated in labs and learning sessions, including like CPR, suturing, um, virtual dissections, um, vital signs, bandaging, like childbirth care, like very wide array of wow. things. Very cool. Um, yeah, my favorite was personally the newborn care like lab that we had. It was very cool. Um, but then we also had classroom like portions where we learned more about Mexican healthcare system and how traditional medicine um, plays a role in Mexico. Um, so that was the, the um, medical internship, but I also did research as well um, combined with no, like through Notre Dame. So I'm completing research here um, at the Brave Lab, which is building resilience um, against violence exposure with Dr. Miller Graff. Um, and so in my lab, I work on the effectiveness of intervention programs for pregnant moms who have experienced um, this intimate partner violence. And um, I was able to connect um, like Upayap in Puebla to this program. So we have one in Monterey, Mexico, but now uh, we currently have the program um, going in conjunction with the Monterey Port program in Puebla. So it was so fun to uh, be able to help establish that this semester, this past semester with um, Hospital de la Mujer, which is a hospital, hospital in the local area. Um, and it was really, it was really fun to work with everyone involved in that too. And we're still in contact, which has been great. Oh, awesome. That sounds really great. And did you enjoy like that hands-on experience getting to bring what you learned into the real world, I guess? Yeah, no, it was so great. And it's been fun too, because now this semester I've connected it with um, my project is in Lima. So it feels so great to be able to like have different connections of people. And like, I know that 
like like with the two doctors working one in Pueblo one in Monterey and now there's one from Lima it's like so fun to see everyone come together and see um, our research really playing out in the real world which is great yeah so is there any other ways like are there any other ways that this study abroad experience kind of impacted your passions and your research and interests in international health because I know that's something you're really passionate about yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, learning about global health care is something that I'm super passionate about. Um, and I definitely think that being able to go to Puebla, like specifically helped me understand the background that a lot of my patients might come from and um, in the future and like backgrounds of people that I might interact with in general, which is so great um, to like have in order to gain people's trust and to have a deeper grasp on like experiences that people might have had. Um, and I've definitely, I was super blessed to be able to dive into more local health realities while in Puebla. Um, but it's definitely um, helped me become a global citizen, which is uh, something that I've been talking about a lot this semester because I'm completing an ISSLP in the summer, which I'm really excited about. Um, so I think I'm I'm excited to build off of my experience with Mexican healthcare and learn more about um, the Ugandan healthcare system this summer through the ISSLP um, with a more maternal health focus. So I'm excited to continue exploring global health. It's definitely um, increased my passion for it, for sure. That's awesome. And that's really exciting that you're getting to do that ISSLP, um, kind of continuing with what you were saying, how you were really interested in like the maternal and like newborn care. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, and then kind of going with that, expanding beyond like those interests, everyone says that studying abroad is life changing or just totally changes your experience for the rest of your time at Notre Dame. Um, have you found that to be true? Yeah, I would definitely say it was definitely life-changing for sure. Um, it was definitely like a struggle at times to be um, in a foreign country, learning a new language, which I'm so thankful for. Life-changing in the way of like being able to engage more in um, global realities that we're kind of shielded from. And when we're at Notre Dame, you know, learning mm -hmm. about whatever we may be learning about. Um, so I would say it definitely helped me learn more about Mexican um, traditions, the Mexican healthcare system, as well as um, more about myself and my interest for the future. And um, I really grew in my passions and love of the world. So I'm thankful for um, the life-changing nature of study abroad, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds awesome. And I'm sure everyone will really appreciate like you sharing that because um, I know I definitely do. And kind of with that, has it impacted more of like your life goals um, or perhaps like your career goals as you've gone through that process? Yeah, I think um, something that is really important to me is becoming a bilingual physician and like just a compassionate one in general and being able to be present with others. And so I think that like being able to have the study abroad experience, let me work with a lot of different groups of people and like meet um, be present with a lot of different groups of people and kind of learn about what what I'm passionate about in those areas and how I want to like take that in the future. Um, and career wise, definitely like um, affirmed my love of, of medicine, but also like helped me look more towards social aspects that are involved in um, the healthcare system and kind of what I want my role to look like that, like within those in the future and um, beyond like the traditional what a physician might do kind of like, how can I actually put into action um, 
the like inequality that is present like in the U.S. and beyond the U.S. Like how can I be a positive change maker in that area? So it's been really great to to see that a little bit through Puebla for sure. That's awesome and definitely contributes to what you're saying about being a global citizen. I think that's like probably one of the most exciting things about studying abroad is getting to learn about a new place and really dive into how like that culture functions and especially such a way like with healthcare, I would have no idea anything about the Mexican healthcare system. So I'm going to have to ask you so many questions after this. I'm sure, unfortunately, we don't have as much time during the podcast, but um, kind of to switch gears a little bit. So I understand that you are a first gen student. Um, so can you tell me just a little bit about that experience, like obstacles or barriers you faced or thought you would face? Yeah, just about that. Yeah, no, I would love to talk about that. I like definitely coming from a first generation, like low income background. I, I was, I dreamed like of studying abroad, if that makes sense, but I didn't think that I couldn't, I didn't think it would be financially possible for me ever. Um, But through like the help of Notre Dame and financial aid from Notre Dame, as well as um, different scholarships I received, I was obviously able to study abroad and it was so great. And so I just want to make sure that everyone from a first generation or low income background has the knowledge that studying abroad and like increasing your cultural awareness is definitely possible, no matter what your background might be. And um, so there's definitely that initial obstacle of like not knowing whether or not study abroad is even possible. That was tough for me, at least to get over. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, Notre Dame definitely played a role like to make it financially feasible for me. Um, and I, I love that they are doing that for first-gen and low-income students here at school. And I think that they did a great job of helping people break through that barrier. Um, but I would definitely say like, um, like if you're a first-generation like student considering studying abroad, like I would recommend applying for um, the program called Fighting Irish Scholars. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, <laughs> they, they're great. They have like developmental programs within the, the Fighting Irish Scholars like program, but um, they also give like a thousand dollars scholarship every semester to you, um, which is normally like half donor dollars, half like directly into your bank account. But when you go abroad, they give you um, the thousand dollars and that definitely um, was great to take advantage of while abroad and use on like traveling and food and like gifts for friends and family, which I found to be super helpful. So it was Notre Dame has a lot of resources to help break through those financial barriers. And that was, um, I think, one of the biggest things for me. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And can you tell me a little bit more about like the scholarships that or grants or whatever you received um, going into study abroad? Like what was the application process and stuff like that? Yeah, I would say um, like applying for scholarships um, like through ND International or like national organizations too. I'll definitely talk about the Gilman scholarship, but the like through Notre Dame International, you can apply for scholarships prior to travel and while you're abroad too. So they have a lot of specific site scholarships, um, but I know that one that I was able to receive like when I was abroad was the cultural enrichment funding. I think it was called the like Perique Family Endowment or something like that. It depends on um, where you where you are studying abroad, but every site I'm pretty sure has access to that funding. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so all of my study abroad cohort was able to receive this scholarship, which was great. And we traveled to uh, Guanajuato and Querétaro, which was an amazing experience. And it allowed me to like dive a little bit deeper into the rich culture and traditions of Mexico outside of Puebla. And like, I, I loved, we, it was during, um, uh, Dia de los Muertos like that weekend so it was great mm -hmm. to see the different ofrendas and different traditions so it like I definitely recommend applying for the cultural enrichment grants that Notre Dame offers while you're abroad and then prior to going abroad definitely checking the website to see which scholarships apply to the program that you want to go to um, but also the Gilman scholarship is great it's a national organization um, I applied for it and wasn't I did not receive it but a lot of my friends did um, and it made studying abroad much more affordable and I highly recommend applying but we also have advisors here at Notre Dame um, and staff that um, meet with you and help you get through the application i'm pretty sure it's through cues um so i recommend like reaching out to them if that's something that um you think would like i for the gilman scholarship yeah it, it was great to be able to meet with them and they do um they help you read through your essays make sure everything's okay so gilman scholarship and cultural enrichment funding were were two great programs outside of fighting irish scholars that were super helpful financial wise that's really exciting to hear that something you were so nervous about that there were a lot of different options, because I know that kind of the cloud of no knowledge, it can kind of cloud everything, right? Not knowing what you can do yeah. and what would be available to you. So thank you for sharing that. I know that's like going to be really helpful information um, and kind of along the same lines of finances. Um, can you tell me more specifics, like while you were in Puebla, like things that you didn't have? you know, funding for ahead of time or things that surprised you with terms of costs or anything you were unprepared for, budgeting tips, really anything in that genre? Yeah, no, budgeting is definitely huge. I didn't think about it as much until I actually got to Puebla. So I definitely wish I would have known like going ahead of time, um, like how to budget or what that looks like. So I'll definitely share a little bit about like what I found to be the most helpful. But I guess like surprise wise, I would say um when when you're traveling outside of um your site like outside of Puebla like when we went to different um, places in Mexico um I definitely think like it's good to keep in mind within your budgeting plan that like when you are traveling you're going to be spending more money because you're mm -hmm. going to be spending money on like food every day and like any gifts that you want to get your family or even just like transportation like ubers although ubers in mexico are definitely not the same as ubers in the u.s it's very it's a lot cheaper and i miss that so much but it was it was easier to uh to budget for when we were in mexico for sure but i think that um that was something that um i wasn't really thinking about that like traveling like when you're gonna be there you're gonna be spending a lot more money than you normally do in a week and also when you are traveling, making sure to bring enough money or enough pesos with you um, in general when you go on your trip so that you don't have to pay the high transaction fees at the ATM. Mm. So I know at Upayap we had an ATM machine, which was great. It didn't have like it was a very minimal fee. But then when we traveled, I like sometimes you would encounter like, oh, taking out money and it was a lot more expensive than originally like thought. And so um, definitely making sure to account for that before you're traveling by like budgeting and like 
kind of knowing how much everything is going to cost. But um, I guess in, in terms of budgeting, then on that note, like I think that the stipend, um, you'll get a stipend every month from NDI. Um, and it varies depending on what site you, you are at. But I would definitely recommend like planning out how much you have allotted for each week. So like something that I did, I struggled through this for sure, but I eventually <laughs> did like, like two months in is like, um, like how much are you going to spend on groceries? Like in a week, mm. how much are you going to spend on eating out, um, or going out and any other activities that you plan to do, like trying to like write down, like how that money is going to be spent so that you know that you're not going to go over, or you're not going to get yourself into a position where you might not have enough for the rest of the month or something like that. So, um, I definitely recommend kind of like writing out like a budget, um, like for that week, although it's, it's hard to do because sometimes things come up for sure, but um, trying to think ahead and planning accordingly is super helpful. Um, and something that I found in Mexico specifically was that sometimes eating out was a lot cheaper than buying groceries. So I guess <laughs> just knowing like the local area and um, like what people like to do. And so like we would go every day after our Tuesday, Thursday classes and get a five course meal, like for very cheap, like with friends and like meet new people that way. And so I like need to like account for that every week, but it, yeah, it ended up um, working out well and making sure to have like smaller bills when you're going to different places um, just because sometimes they can't make change for larger bills. So budgeting wise, I guess, like making sure that you have the right um, sort of money too. Oh yeah. Logistically, I know when I learned about the ATM charge, I was like, what? So that's yeah. definitely huge to know, um, especially like with the smaller bills and everything. And it's great adulting like practice, <laughs> I guess, like getting used to budgeting and everything. Um, that stipend you mentioned through NDI, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so the stipend, I wish, I think I, if I remember correctly, it was about like $400 <laughs> for, um, for my site. So I would, you would get that into your, you set up a direct deposit through Notre Dame before you study abroad. Um, and then at around the same time each month, they'll input um, the stipend into your account and you'll get like a notification. And then like at the start of that month is when like I would recommend like planning your like budgeting plan. So like um, your meals, your activities mm -hmm. and what that's going to look like for the month, like especially keeping into account traveling because that that's something that like it isn't a normal week that week. You'll definitely <laughs> be spending a lot more. So if you are traveling like within that month, like kind of just like allotting the stipend like like more heavily in that week or based on that. Um, but yeah, they'll like guide, like Notre Dame, like is definitely super helpful with guiding you through how to like set up the direct deposit and everything like that. If, if you don't work on campus already, but if you work on campus already, it's, it's already set up and ready to go. So you won't have to do any, anything else with that. But yeah, easy peasy. And was that through the cultural enrichment funding? Or no, so the stipend actually is just given to you like within your like, so you have to pay tuition, like whatever, like based on your financial aid package, you have to pay your tuition for the, the semester. This was definitely something that I didn't realize until like yeah. last year when I had to yeah, go. Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we had like, so your financial aid is like, um, it will be applied in the same way that it is applied in a normal semester, which is so great, especially if you receive a lot of financial aid from Notre Dame. Um, the only extra thing is your 
um, like financial, uh, it's called like a study abroad fee. And so that's, I think it's $700. It might be 750. It's within that range. So that's like added on like as extra to your already like set financial aid. So once you pay your tuition, like whatever that allotted amount is, it'll be very similar to what you normally pay like every semester, which is so great because you're not going to be like paying an ex extremely like high amount compared to normal or anything like that. Once you have that, then um, Notre Dame sends you a stipend basically based on like it's like room and board so you have your house like wherever you're you're like set to live I, we lived in apartments which was great but normally host families and then like because we uh, didn't have like the host family um, like atmosphere where like meals would be cooked for you like our stipend was larger but you still get a stipend normally for um like food like that's like the the board part of the <laughs> of your financial aid package but yes so that is something that you don't have to apply for you'll just receive um and it'll be different depending on what site you go to and what the like currency rate is like in that site um compared to others awesome well thank you I definitely just learned something new and since I'm going abroad like yeah. two semesters I'm super glad that you let me know about that and just you know finish off the episode um do you have any tips or advice for future study abroad students yeah I would definitely say like take advantage of all the wonderful opportunities that you'll have when you're abroad um but definitely make sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're reaching out for support when needed because it can be it can be a tough time to be in a new culture in a new place and so um i know something that helped me was i was still meeting over zoom with my advisors and with a lot of my support systems on campus and the office of student enrichment has been integral for my life here so it's like still reaching out to them but then also friends and family make sure to keep in contact with them because they will be there for you when you need it like when you're abroad and when you come back obviously so i would definitely recommend or my advice is taking advantage of opportunities but then also taking care of yourself and making sure you still have support systems yeah awesome thank you so much for joining us today yeah thank you for having me of course and everyone else thank you for listening to this episode of beyond study abroad the official notre dame study abroad podcast Check back in in the fall for the beginning of season three. And until then, be sure to follow our social media accounts, especially on Instagram at ND International.